Wilson on the rebound, and the Panthers win it in overtime. 2-1 the final. Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Essex sends it straight ahead. Barkov has room, cruises in Barkov, makes it over, he scores! Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plakins. Welcome back to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Thanks for joining us once again, episode number 31. So Territory Talk continues to cruise along, and you can always expect new Territory Talk material every Wednesday. So thanks again for making Territory Talk a part of your week. I'm Doug Plagans alongside Jameson Olive, as always. And this is the last episode of Territory Talk we're going to record before the regular season starts for the Florida Panthers. The Panthers open things up Saturday night on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, the home opener Thursday, October 11th against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the BB&T Center. That's a 7 o'clock face-off. You can call 954-835-PUCK. Go to FloridaPanthers.com to get your tickets. But, Jameson, an exciting week as always. The opening night roster's been set. Everything, all those little milestones that you hit on the way to opening up the regular season. I mean, we're hitting them all, and we're talking hockey games now. It feels great. Yeah, no, it really does. And if you look at the 23 guys they, they ended up with, I think I think it's great. I mean, you look at the top six, obviously, best this team's ever had. Uh, the bottom six is getting there. Bottom six kind of interesting, obviously the most interesting, I think, just because, you know, we talked to Bobby, said it's going to be pretty fluid. You know, if, if a guy has a bad night, he'll come out, another guy will come in, things like that. So it's going to be interesting kind of see how that plays out because – the first 23 is usually never the last 23. You, you use a lot more than 23 guys throughout the season. Just because a guy's not here this week doesn't mean he's not going to be here next week. So uh, in my mind, the 23-man roster is just kind of symbolic more than anything. It doesn't mean too much heading into the regular season. Lots, like I said, lots of things happen, especially when you get to the trade deadline, pieces come and go, things like that. So I just think it's symbolic. I think it's a nice way of kicking off this season, showing fans just how much talent there is on this team. And uh, that matchup in Tampa is going to be crazy, obviously. I mean, I, Frank Petrano the other day said, we're, we hate each other and we're going to hate each other by the end of all this because they played each other so many times recently. I mean, three preseason games and then the opener. So uh, it is the perfect measuring stick for a team that wants to be the best team in the, in the Atlantic. Obviously, Tampa was that last year. And if you want to you know, be the best, you got to beat the best. So for the Panthers, that's the perfect way to kind of start the season and see, you know, really establish themselves and say, hey, you know, second half of last season, that's not a fluke. We're here to stay. And, you know, we, from game one to game 82, you know, this is going to be us. And this is an important game here to start the season. I mean, uh, the Panthers aren't just going to dip their toes in the water. You're going to dive right in with a big game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and these Atlantic Division games are going to mean so much throughout the year. You see each team four times and this is game number one of 82. I know it's game number one of 82, but that doesn't decrease the importance uh, well, that's, that's of exactly a what game the Panthers like are saying is that there is no more game whatever. They're all they're all two points and the Panthers need every two points. I mean, last season we saw 96 points, you know, didn't get you in, which rarely happens. So for the Panthers, I mean, Bob Bugner said it before, you know, they want 100 points. No one no one misses the playoffs with 100 points, you know, take take all the guesswork out of it. Let's just get in. And uh, that's pretty much the message. Every game counts. There's not going to be any, hey, we didn't have our best games tonight. Or, you know, hey, we had a, you know we just didn't play well tonight. Yeah, we'll get them next time. I mean, they, I think every loss this team has this year, you know, this team's not going 82-0. and 0. There are going to be some losses. And after every loss this year, it's just going to be basically, you know, what went wrong? We got to get back up with that horse right now. You know, there's no just saying, you know, hey, we'll get them next time. And one of the newest Panthers that was signed in the offseason, defenseman Jake McDonald, had a really nice preseason. And he earned himself a spot on this opening night roster. And we had a chance to catch up with him. Big thanks to Jake for his time. Here is Panthers defenseman Jake McDonald. 
All right. Well, Jake, first, I mean, how's it feel to, to be here and be getting ready for the season? It's been really exciting. I'm definitely excited to be here and stick around this long and, you know, try and prove myself on the ice. So uh, it's definitely been a lot of fun. Now, I was talking to you the other day and you said the longest camp you'd ever been at was like or just over a week, like a week and a half. Yeah, it was the only camp I was at. Yeah, the only camp. Um, yeah. So I, I my first year pro, I was in the East Coast League and you know, most guys from the East Coast League don't go to NHL camps. And then uh, second year, I was in an American League camp in Grand Rapids. And then uh, before last year, I was on an American League deal. So uh, New Jersey brought me in. And But obviously, guys on American League deals don't stick around for very long. So, so. you've been you've been here almost around three weeks now. How, how much stuff did you bring? Did you bring enough clothes? Have you been wearing the same shirt? Yeah, no, I, I brought a good amount of stuff. Yeah. Oh, so you're I, confident. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I had hopes to, you know, mm-hmm. obviously stay, right? So that's kind of what I planned for. But obviously, you know come with high hopes and uh you know try and make the most of that so uh but i, I came with enough stuff to get by for a couple <laughs> weeks at a time <laughs> trying to do laundry at the hotel if necessary so um but yeah brought the essentials what, what has this been like obviously you have the 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 on stuff you've been you're playing really well obviously coach has been saying but just when you when you get off the ice when you when you go back to the hotel and stuff just kind of mentally where are you at as you've been going through this process the past couple weeks just kind of making it another day every day yeah just you know try and focus on that day one day at a time and get back to the hotel kind of relax try and recover as much as much as i can right so i'm just trying to be ready for the next day and you know that's kind of been my focus is uh, daily basis and focus on tomorrow have you explored the i know the, your, the hotel's not near much but have you explored the area at all um a little bit there is a little uh there's a bunch of shops kind of mm-hmm. right within walking distance but i uh, got a rental car yesterday so that's exciting so i, I did actually venture out a little bit went out and got lunch <laughs> for myself um instead of ordering in or something like that so. where'd you grab a lunch I went over to Chipotle. <laughs> Too easy. There you right? go. Can't chain. Go. Come on. Uh, yeah, you got I the mean, freedom of a car now. You gotta explore. I know. I know. Uh, Brownie and I did get lunch over at I think it was True Foods. True Foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we did go over there. So it was really good. It's connected to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. Yeah, I know. There's so many things to do. And we actually when I. We went over to the mall the other day, too, um, when I didn't have a car, and I walked around for maybe a couple hours, and I was like, this place is massive. <laughs> I maybe saw 30% of the place. It was huge, so got a lot of stuff to do when I got a car. And and, and just on the ice during the preseason, what, what's the, the biggest things that maybe you've you've picked up just, uh, just playing with this team through the preseason? Um, you know, just kind of being prepared right off the start. Everything's, you know, go, go, go right from the bat. And it's, you know, practices don't go too long, but, you know, they're very high paced and, and you got to be sharp right from the get go. So just kind of the preparation of everything, you know, watching obviously the guys that have been around for a long time, uh, you know, seeing how they prepare and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. And it's something that I'm trying to take after as well. I know after the game, I, when I told you, coach said you were the best defenseman that game uh, in Orlando. You were shocked because he said you really don't yeah. re- you don't read the news too much. Or you don't you know, look up a lot of a lot of guys stay away from that. Yeah. So for yourself, kind of how are you? How have you been judging yourself? After the, are you your, your biggest critic after these games? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to my dad or uh, my brother or my mom or something. And I'll say, yeah, I thought I played pretty well, except for, you know, this, this and this. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, well, I, I know obviously more than they do, but it's at the same time, like, I got to be my own biggest critic and, you know, try and um, I'm a perfectionist at heart. So I try to make the most of uh, all those little mistakes and try to turn them around and, and uh, just become a better player every day. What has that this road been like? I mean, you come out of Cornell, you go undrafted, go to the ECHL, go to the AHL, and now you're here. Just what has this whole kind of past few years been like for you? Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun, uh, definitely. And, you know, there's 
a time when you know it becomes a job but at the end of the day we all start playing hockey as kids for fun and that's what i try to do every day is just you know have fun with it and, and make the most of of the time that i get to spend with the guys here and and meet new guys and you know, just trying to have as much fun as i possibly can and and that kind of mindset i think has really paid off for me and i know we were just talking before the show about your hockey, hockey origin i know doug's really interested in that specifically the, uh, well i mean we you mentioned uh, and i saw this online your list is being from from portland oregon yeah. and that's a an area maybe it not known as a, a hockey hotbed in the in the pacific northwest of course but like a lot of areas in the country it's got a youth hockey scene that's that's really been growing over yeah. uh, over the years but just talk about how you got into the sport in uh, in an area like that uh when i was a kid i think i was five years old i went to a portland winterhawks game actually and i kind of fell in love with it i told my dad i wanted to go out and try skating and uh, never looked back really never played any other sport all i ever wanted to do as a kid was play hockey and that's kind of been the same uh all the way through i just you know i fell in love with it then and i'm you know i still love it now so uh you know, some guys, you know, they don't make it that far. They they kind of fall out of love with it. But I, I've been in love with hockey f- since day one when I saw it. And then went off to, to Michigan, where yeah. obviously there's a always been a, a booming youth hockey scene. How did you, how did you see uh, your game, I guess, evolve at that stage? Well, like you said, there's not a lot of youth hockey out there. And um, I was playing with older kids at the time in Portland. When I when I moved to Michigan, I was playing with kids my own age. So uh, I was always the little smallest guy on the ice. And then you know when I got to Michigan, I was a bit bigger than some of the kids. So it was kind of a nice change of pace. Um, but I mean, the youth hockey over there, I played in the CompuWare organization and, and they've been around for a long time and they still are uh, very prominent in Detroit. So, you know, just having a, a program like that with, you know, established coaches and um, a lot of good players. Uh, I actually played with Blake Pietola, who's in New Jersey, on that CompuWare team. And, you know, so when I went to Albany and got called up to the American League for the first time, there's a friendly face. So there's a lot of guys that go play major junior or junior hockey and go to college out of those systems. So, um it definitely helped grow my game a lot. And like you said, it helped you earn a spot at, at Cornell, uh, get a good education. Like, what did you study? What, what was going on at Cornell for you? Uh, I was a business major. Um, it sounds hard, but I promise it wasn't. <laughs> uh, we had a few guys in there, so obviously it helps, you know, studying with guys. So uh, and having guys that came through the program before you, you know, help you along, help you choose the right classes and make sure you're you know, getting through. So, And when guys get drafted, they're immediately, they're given kind of like that, that, that spreadsheet that says, you know, you're here now, we want you here, you're going to be coming to these camps. Your, your life's really scheduled for the next couple of years as far as your development. Yeah. So coming out of Cornell un, undrafted, you kind of have to make your own way. What was kind of the first thing you did to kind of get your career on track coming out of college? Well, first thing, I, I jumped into Elmira's system right off the bat after senior year. I, I was there for like three weeks, I think. I played eight games, and um, I think I told one of you guys this earlier, too. I, I didn't score a goal until halfway through my junior year at Cornell. So, obviously, it's a little bit of a different system, but at the same time, like, I scored a goal in those eight games, um, and I think it was one of my last games, and it's like, I can do this. Like, I, it really helped my confidence out that I can score at the pro level. And, you know, from there, just that next season, and I just tried to play with a lot of confidence, and I did that and had a good year. Do you still have that that puck, that first Cornell goal puck? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah, my dad has it. I gave it to him. Well, that's the the really interesting about your career. If you look at the numbers, I know, obviously, when you come to campus, kind of unknown fans, Google you, the hockey DB, they look Mm -hmm. you up. And your numbers, just from Cornell to now, just, you know, night and day, like, did you always kind of want to be that offensive defenseman, or did that just come later as a result of how you played? Uh, Even in junior hockey, I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you go to college, especially in the ECAC, it's a lot of 1-0 games, a lot of 2-1 games. There's a lot of defense. That's the main focus. And... 
um, I want to say one of those years our team didn't score more than 60 goals. No. Like we played 30 games and you only have, I mean, that's the other part of it too. Like you see junior mm-hmm. guys, they play 75 games college. We only play 30 and every game is only one nothing. So it's like, obviously it's a little bit different. stacked against you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not going to see the same kind of numbers in for a lot of players. It doesn't really work like that. So, and I, my first professional broadcast job was in the ECHL. I, I love the ECHL. You spent a, a good deal of time there early yeah. on in your pro career. Just in terms of going through that that schedule, the pro style schedule for the first time. I mean, what were some of the biggest lessons you learned at that early stage of your of your pro career? Uh, kind of the same thing that I'm kind of going through right now. Um, you know, obviously we play 82 here, but we played 72 in the East Coast League and changing from 30 game schedule uh just learning how to take care of your body is really the main thing uh you know you play friday saturday and you have all day sunday monday sometimes to recover and you know when you're in college and then when you can go to the east coast league you play friday saturday but then you play sunday at three o'clock so it's like you know wakey wakey the three and three time to go <laughs> yeah so you're playing those three and threes or even if you don't play the three and three you might play wednesday friday saturday so or tuesday friday saturday tuesday thursday friday sunday like you're playing three or four games a week so you don't have that extra recovery time you gotta make sure you're doing it after games and you know getting your sleep and that kind of deal so and, and just really taking care of yourself and you're with you know a whole team of guys where everybody's kind of got that i mean you're you're supporting oh, yeah. each other as a team but everybody's got it in the back of their mind like mm-hmm. you know i want to i want to go out and and put myself in a position to be able to get that call up to get that right. taste of the next level and i'm sure that was something that was a little different from when you were playing college hockey and you knew that's where you were yeah absolutely so it's definitely a bit of a competitive environment but at the same time when a team wins everyone wins right so that's usually the the goal obviously there's exceptions to that at times but for the most part you know guys are pretty selfless and when it comes to that it's you know the team wins players when they get their call-ups you see uh, teams that go on and win uh, the Kelly Cup and a lot of those players end up in the American League the next year it's just just how it goes and you finally got your opportunity last everything really came together with Binghamton last year you led the AHL and goals and points by a defenseman what did that feel like to kind of finally after all the work you put in to kind of see those results and become an all-star and kind of get that recognition um well when it comes to all-star thing that was a really cool experience for me I uh I got that news and called my dad and we were all pretty excited about it so I got to see him out there in Utica but that whole experience was phenomenal. The American League did a great job with that too, and uh, bring us out to Utica was a phenomenal time. Uh, got to meet a lot of the other guys from you know the, t- the other teams, you know the top players and stuff like that. It was really cool. But in terms of just putting it all together, is you know I've kind of lived a life day to day, so you know just focus on you know making sure I'm ready to go for that game or that practice, not worrying about you know how many goals I have or whatever just try and go out and win that next game and obviously this is the closest you've ever been to that nhl debut but looking back like you said there's a lot of different changes of scenery a lot of different ups and downs what do you think is the farthest you've really been from that debut was there a moment when you thought about maybe you know hey, i'll do something else or have you kind of always been on this track of i'm just gonna keep pushing forward day by day there's never been a moment where i didn't think that there was a chance there's always a chance um but i, I played eight games freshman year and like we had a 32 game schedule or 34 games that year and I only played eight of them as a freshman so that was a bit of a wake-up call for sure you know you're playing I was a true freshman so I was playing against 22 24 Mm -hmm. year olds and as an 18 year old you really gotta you know 
build yourself up, your body especially, and you're playing against men, you can't go out there and, you know, not work out or, you know, not have that work ethic to, to drive and get better. And that was one of the biggest things I think that I took away from Cornell was that work ethic that, you know, they instill in you to become a, a better person and a better player and, you know, build your body and take care of yourself the right way. So that was, uh, that was probably the biggest thing. Obviously, since, you know, over the course of the preseason training camp, really, I'm sure this this last month or so has been, you know, a, a ton, a ton of work. But when you know we like to learn a little bit more about everybody, when we can, you know, as far as winding down leisure time, where can we uh, where can we usually find Jake McDonald? Uh, I don't know. In bed, <laughs> taking a nap after practice. A lot of us can relate to that one. Uh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I I like golfing a lot, um, but I lived in New York City over the summer, and so I didn't get a lot of opportunity to do that. But hopefully, I can get out and swing the sticks a few more times. We're actually going over to Top Golf today, so you, you hoping to you made your mark at camp now. You, like you said, you're going to Top Golf today. You're you going to shine there too, kind of impress yeah. impress the coaches a little bit more. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I didn't get to swing that often this <laughs> summer, so that'd be a little bit rusty. But uh, hopefully, try and get back on the swing. As you kind of make that that, that final roster, you, you, you uh, opens up a lot of doors. A lot of new things happen. You yeah. got to do something recently at Panther Fest. You got to sit down, mm-hmm. sign for fans. Yeah. What was that experience like? Just meeting the Panthers fan base for the first time and really signing autographs as a pro. It, it was very cool. Um, you know, having people come up to you and they know your name. It's uh, it's a very cool feeling. And you know, they they obviously have that in some of those other minor league systems as well. But it, it's obviously not on the same scale. So it was it was a lot of fun to to meet the fans and. You know, hopefully get to meet a lot more of them coming coming up here I, I, I can say I mean like we, we hear a lot from fans on Twitter and stuff being you know broadcasters and reporters for the team yeah. as fans really enjoy your story they enjoyed I mean a lot of fans I remember back when camp first started like oh that kid had a lot of points in the AHL like tell me about him what's he doing and as yeah. camp goes on I think a lot of fans are really enjoying watching this and kind of following along and watching your story and just for that do you have any kind of message for the fans obviously just being being one of the new guys here and just kind of enjoying that ride well I really appreciate all the support you know I, I had a lot of people come up to me and say you know I hope you make the team or or congrats on you know being here like we're really excited to watch you so i just really appreciate all those those little comments when you know we're signing autographs it's uh, it means a lot obviously you know it's we see a lot of people at that time so we don't have the opportunity to necessarily thank everyone individually but it's something that i notice and i, I really do appreciate that support from the fans and anything about the number 23 that you're wearing out there uh i wore it at cornell and then i had an opportunity to wear it in elmira as well and then I got it in Binghamton. I, I don't know. I just... Uh, it's just always been available. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've luckily always been available. So I, uh, I had it at Cornell. I didn't get in Toledo. There was a captain there uh, who had 23 and then same thing in Albany. But uh, I got a call-up number there, unfortunately. But <laughs> when they said, decided to let me stick around for a while in Binghamton, they gave me 23. So... And so, just always had it. How do you approach these these next few weeks, days, however however many it may be? As you kind of just now, yeah, you got your foot in the door, but now you, you just got to keep it going, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just you know, focus on the next drill and practice, or or the next shift in your game, whatever it may be. Just you know, try and keep it level headed, and and make sure that you can do your job and stick around as long as possible. Obviously, you want to stay all year, so. You know, you can't be here all year if you're not here tomorrow. So, gotta focus on that first. Is there one guy in particular in the room that you've kind of been not leaning on, but talking to more than others, and maybe learning a little bit of stuff from? Um, not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to, you know, meet everybody and you know talk to the, everyone kind of here and there. So, um, not off the top of my mm-hmm. head, really. I, I'm just trying to 
focused on getting to know all the decor especially I think so I guess if I had to single anybody out it, it wouldn't be a, a single person it would just be all the defense in general mm-hmm. just trying to talk with them and you know get the feel for the systems and stuff like that so. well, one one thing that seems like it's been really a, a great trade of this team over the last few seasons and especially with the defensemen I'm sure you've realized it's a group of guys that just genuinely enjoy being around each other yeah. you really pick that up in a hurry yeah absolutely you know the guys are great um you know talking about whatever non-hockey related stuff is you know families and and girlfriends and wives and kids and all that stuff it's it's something that you know you get um kind of like a general you know you, you care about each other mm-hmm. right as, as people but before you care about them on the ice right, right. so that's a, a very important part of any team and uh, as a decor especially I think you know it's a bunch of great guys that genuinely care about each other and and their well-being and and stuff like that so it, it's been great and it, it seems like you've done, I mean you've touched on this uh, quite a bit kind of an undertone of a lot of things you said is you've been a, a big you know stay in the moment kind of yeah. kind of guy I mean just in terms of uh, for, for any any athlete for any hockey player Player, how important is that regardless of the the situation you're in the you know the point in the season I mean how uh, you know, how important is it to just stay in the now I guess well if you're somewhere else you can't be here right you can only be in one spot at one time so if I'm worried about what's going to happen on Thursday how can I you know focus on what's going on right now so in my mind you you can only be in one spot so just focusing on that here and now is is the most important thing otherwise you're just going to time will fly right by and you'll miss it so awesome well jake you know i know we're uh we're really excited for you and i know uh, we're really excited to get this season going so thanks yeah. very much for taking some time for us Same. today yeah thank you guys very much big thanks again to jake mcdonald panthers defenseman for taking some time to chat with us great to know a little bit more about his story get to know him a little bit there and uh, and it is a, a great story a guy who's really climbed the ladder and again had a really nice preseason and earned this opportunity how cool is it to say panthers defenseman jake mcdonald i mean that's got to be great for him uh, a guy that's played 110 games in the echl 110 games in the ahl i mean this is a guy that's paid his dues throughout the minors you know climbed every rung of the ladder to get here and it's actually funny he's the guy i talked to most during the preseason because it seemed like right off the bat just give, give Given how great he was in the HL last year, he was a guy you wanted to talk to day one. And like, hey, you know, you kind of burst onto the scene. How's it going? What's up? And then just after every preseason game he played in, whether he scored, he obviously led, you know, led Panthers defense with two goals in the preseason, whether he was scoring goals or even when he wasn't scoring, I'd ask Bob after the games, and Bob Bugner would say, you know, he was our best defenseman tonight or he didn't do anything wrong tonight. And he, he was a guy that rarely got thrown under the bus. I don't think he ever got thrown under the bus throughout the preseason. He got nothing but praise, it seemed like, after every game. So to have that happen, uh, it was just really incredible. And, you know, now you, you see, I mean, the Panthers say typically, you know, if you play well, we'll find a space for you. And he was a guy that in the end, I mean, it was it's tough to crack that. Obviously, the Panthers have all their defensemen returning from last season. But uh, there's a lot of other defensemen there fighting to be that first call up. And I think before he even made the roster, he, you know, he'd won that spot as the first call up, which is great. But now, obviously, with Bogdan Kiselevich out of the lineup with a broken jaw, he he found the opening there. And sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, this could be the start of something great for him. He's getting he's going to get that opportunity. He's going to get that look. And uh, the best part is the Panthers have him for two years at a really good dollar value. So say he does burst onto the scene this year, you, you, you got to great defenseman you're paying you know next to nothing next year to you know really contribute to this team again so for Jake McDonald at 25 I mean as a defenseman you know you always say you know it takes a while to figure out you know what a defenseman is in the NHL so if this is the start of you know his NHL career I think that's fantastic and like you said he's a humble kid he's earned it and uh, it's great to hear from him well it was great to chat with him and 20 goals in the American Hockey League last year as a as a defenseman if you're putting up 20 goals in a season that's you know that's that's serious doesn't matter what level you're doing that at and you could see in the preseason the comfort level that Jake McDonald 
McDonald has and those offensive instincts showing through. And, you know, as he as he really uh, got some of that experience throughout the preseason, you could tell he was willing to, you know, jump in and, and be that offensive guy that, you know, he can be. And you saw that confidence really, really shine through when he did that. So, again, uh, great to chat with him. And uh, and I know we're excited to uh, excited for him uh, for this opportunity. And as we look through the rest of the, the roster, Jameson, what else sticks out for you? I think uh, just looking throughout the whole preseason as a whole, they didn't play a ton because they were pretty much the, the biggest sure thing this team had. But when that top line was together, the Barkov, Dadnop, Yusef line, dangerous. they were dangerous. They were dominant. There was no rust there. I mean, they picked it up right where they left off. Uh, they were fantastic. And you saw the, you obviously see the chemistry with Barkov and Dadnov, but Bukestad, what he's able to do now, you see him using his, his arms a lot more to create space. You see him using his body a lot more to create space. And it seems like he's finally that guy on that line that's going to be digging the pucks out, kicking it to either Barkov or Dadnov, then letting, letting them do the rest. I mean, that line, I think, is a little bit of everything now. I think that's going to be a dominant line. I mean, you saw all those guys put up career numbers last year. I think they could all be in line for the same thing again. And that's uh, and the Panthers don't need to have that one line carry a team. But if you ended up do needing one line to carry a team, it's going to be that line because they're fantastic. But other than that, that second line's looking a lot better. Obviously, Trocek and Huberto had some time to gel last year at the end of you know, the past, last 20 or 30 games last season. But Mike Hoffman comes in. Uh, I think he's already looking good out there with those guys. A lot faster than I, I thought he was. I, I knew he was a good skater, but when you see it regularly in person, you really, you know, really get to appreciate how fast he is and kind of the things he does. Uh, really good stick handler. He's not just a shooter. And uh, obviously on the power play, I mean, let's talk about that. That's that's the real development here at the end, obviously with Keith Yendo going out. Bob Bugner got the trial at the four, five forwards on the power play, which were Dadnov, Barkov, Trocek, Huberto, and Hoffman. You look at those guys. I mean, that's just insane. All the guys out there, obviously Barkov taking over as the, uh, the power play quarterback there. And he, he said the other day after practice, that's something you might see during the regular season. I mean, he liked it. I mean, it's not just a weird little experiment. It's something that they, they think can actually work. Obviously, they got the goal with it the other night. And uh, the thing he said he really likes about that is because, you know, on the regular unit, Barkov's the, the, the net man, the guy in front. He's not touching the puck a ton. But when you have Barkov's skills, you want him touching the puck a ton. You can't just say, hey, he's a big guy, stick him in front of the net. So him as a power play quarterback's great. And then obviously on the second unit, then you have two guys like Keith Yandel and Aaron Eckblad running that second unit with Nick Buse at him front. So if those are the units, I think that could be really exciting. I guess, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't think uh, Bob's going to, you know, reveal all his secrets before we hit the regular season, but that's really interesting to see. But other than that, I mean, Jared McCann, I think, you know, it looks like he's poised for a big year. Obviously, we had that, that big scare in Tampa uh, with that injury that, you know, looked like it was bad, but ended up being fine. Uh, I think he's a great during the preseason, regardless of who's on his wings. I think he's due for a big season. And uh, other than that, Roberto Luongo, I think uh, both him and James Reimer are going to get about, you know, about what you got out, out of him last year. I think when they're healthy, they're going to be great. They're going to they're going to do enough to, you know, help this team make the playoffs. And going back to Mike Hoffman, how about that absolute laser beam that he uh, that he scored on in the in the last preseason game? I mean, oh. that shot from the from the top of the right circle. That's going to be the bread and butter. Yeah, for the, him. the Panthers finally have their their Ovi now, that guy that can sit, sit in one spot on the power play, get fed pucks and just score, you know, 40 goals this season. I mean, he's going to be that guy. Uh, he's going to be just a huge weapon on the power play. So the Panthers, uh, their power play was improved last year, but they were still middle of the pack. I, I think with this unit now, with the with the talent they have now, they can finally become, you know, that top ta- 10 power play unit that I think they really deserve to be given the talent they have. And that translates to wins when you have that. And, and you mentioned it a little bit with Mike Hoffman as well. Everybody talks about the shots, the, the shot and the scoring touch. But, uh, you know, even going back a few years when he was in the American Hockey League, he won the fastest skater at the AHL All-Star game one time. So this is a guy who can fly. He's got some wheels out there, but he's going to get that's to see that. that's what the game is now. It's a yep. big game. Everybody's going to get to see that on uh, on display. But again, big thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us here on Territory Talk today. And a uh, huge thanks as well to Panthers Defense 
defenseman Jake McDonald for chatting with us. And I know Jameson and I wanted to uh, send a, a couple of shout outs. We, you know, around town, we bump into people uh, from time to time who say that they've they've uh, been loyal listeners to Territory Talk. And I know we we caught up with uh, with Michael the other day at the uh, Panthers Ice Den. So I want to tell Michael, thanks for uh, for tuning in. We uh, we also bumped into a gentleman uh, at uh, the arena in Orlando at the preseason game last week. And uh, it all happened so quickly. We, we didn't get your name, sir. But if you could tweet uh, at Doug Plagans yeah, this or was at, great. So yeah, we, we, at Jamison Coop, we'd, we'd love to give you a proper shout out next we week. We were just in the tunnels waiting to, uh, for the locker room to open after the game in Orlando. And this nice guy walks past us and just got his Amway hat on, clearly works there, and just says, hey, listen to Territory, uh, Territory Talk every week and then just keeps walking. It was it, We just didn't know what to do. It was, it was so surprising, but it was great to hear. So they, if you're that mystery man in the in the event level of the Amway Center, you know, give us a shout out. Yeah, uh, we'd love to. Up on Twitter. We'd love to give you the uh, the proper shout out. So so give us a tweet and uh, and uh, let us know uh, your name. It was great to meet you and great to uh, great to bump into people all over town who tune into Territory Talk. I know we had Panther Fest back on uh, Sunday as well, and it was great to catch up and chat with so many of the great Panthers fans out there. And again, huge thanks to everybody for the support uh, and a huge thanks to everybody for checking out Territory Talk. As I always say, whether this is your first time listening to Territory Talk or you've been with us since day one, we're now in episode 31. Huge thanks to everybody for listening because uh, if you weren't, there wouldn't be 31 episodes and counting of Territory Talk. So thanks everybody for the support out there. And again, coming up here, uh, we've got all kinds of fun. The BB&T Center, the Panthers home openers, Thursday, October 11th against Columbus. That's a seven o'clock start. And then two nights later, the first Legacy Saturday, Roberto Luongo is going to be honored at that one. So you want to make sure you get out there for the first Legacy Saturday game. That's Saturday, October 13th against Vancouver, seven o'clock at the BB&T Center, 954-835-PockFloridaPanthers.com for tickets. And as always, uh, uh, you can call 954-835-PockFloridaPanthers.com, get your tickets. And uh, again, the the season opener, not the home opener, the season opener on the road, Saturday night, Panthers and the Lightning over in Tampa. So uh, you got to hope that's a good one. You have about four or five days to like really, really look We're going to be digesting yeah, that you're gonna be one. digesting that one for a while. So hopefully that's, hopefully that's a good game and a good start for the Panthers. But I mean, looking back to last season, Panther and Lightning games were always shootouts. Those yep. were wild games, exciting games, two of the best offenses, I think, in the NHL, just going head to head. So it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I, I mean, as much as you like, the you know, it's two elite goaltenders still, but you still feel like it's going to be a 5-4 game given those two offenses. So. And everybody wants to have a big showing on opening night. So oh, yeah. each team is going to be really amped up for that one. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So Panthers and the Lightning coming up on Saturday. And the next time we do an episode of Territory Talk, we're going to be talking about that game. So uh, Panthers looking to get the season off on a high note. Folks, thanks again for being with us today on Territory Talk. Thanks for supporting Territory Talk and thanks for your support of the Florida Panthers. We will talk to you next week. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. That's it for us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.